Good evening, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome to this year of Tavshin Pei Dalid, our new cycle of learning as a Shem. Uh, unfortunately, the year didn't get off to the greatest start. And we'll talk about that. But first, let's uh, let's definitely <coughs> learn learn some halacha and Hilchas Shabbos, which is should be a schos for all of Kal Yisrael and especially for those that are the Mokim Sakana now in, in Eretz Yisrael that are in, in a place of danger. So we're, we've been learning the 39 Malachis and um, we are up to uh, the last Malacha that we learned was the Malacha of Malabin, which is the Malacha to launder and in the Mishkan was the process of of um, washing raw wool in preparation to spinning it and it includes all kinds of washing and laundering from spot cleaning on a dress to washing off dirt from a vinyl tablecloth as we discussed in the last year that we dedicated to this topic. Now the next mulacha on the list is menapets. Menapets means combing wool and that was another pro- part of the process of preparing wool. You combed it to separate the strands for spinning. Uh, that doesn't really have a practical application other than if you actually do that with wool. Um, but other than that, it doesn't have a practical application. So we'll move on to the next malacha after that, which is sevea. And sevea means literally dyeing or, uh, or coloring. And the malacha in the Mishkan was dyeing the raw wool or the finished garment in uh, the colors necessary for the Mishkan. Uh, but all forms of dyeing and coloring are included in this malacha, and if it's a permanent color, then it's Asr Minatayra, and if it's a temporary color, which means it fades, then it is only Asr Midrabana. Now, there's a couple of applications on a regular basis which, is, which are applicable to us. Number one is polishing shoes. So applying polish, you know, actual shoe polish, is certainly dyeing, um, but even shining the shoe after the polish has been applied, like just using a cloth to shine it, uh, is included in the iser. Now, if there's some polish left on the shoe, then it would be mamachek, you're smoothing it out, the polish on the shoe, but uh, even if there's no polish visible, you're just shining it and making it shine and the color, the black color, be more uh, brighter, it's also included in this iser. It's an important thing to understand about severe because a little different than you may think. Typically, we would think that severe is adding color. Severe isn't necessarily adding color. It's at doing anything that makes the color more powerful, brighter, uh, stronger, is all included in severe. So even just shining the shoe, which makes the blackness more, uh, more apparent and more clear and, more sh- and, and brighter, is also included in the iser. So uh, it, it's, it's important to know that rubbing shoes on Shabbos, uh, mostly for men, but the rubbing shoes on Shabbos and causing them to shine would be a very questionable problem of Tzeveh. Now the next typical application, which seems like a bit of a Chiddush, but it is most certainly included in this Malach of Tzeveh, is the Isser to apply makeup on Shabbos. The case discussed in Shulchan Aruch, it actually discusses a number of cases. One of the cases is uh, lipstick. Now, our particular form of lipstick uh, would be Asr Min because of Memachek, because that stick that you're rubbing on your lips and smoothing out is real Memachek, and that would actually be an Isr Deiraisa. But assuming you would have some other way to make your lips, uh, to color your lips with a liquid, where it wouldn't be Memachek, it would still be an Isr 
of tzevea, of dying. Now, dying on a person, on a human skin, is not asr min hatayra. Even if you were to make a permanent color, it still wouldn't be asr min hatayra. Human skin is not included in the Isidara but it is asr um, midrabana. So it's still an Isidara the Shulchan Aruch doesn't only discuss dying lips, it also discusses um, spreading anything on your face to make it red or other colors or, li- or eye uh, makeup, it discusses, and it says even an, an interesting thing, which is also a Chiddush, the Shulchan Aruch says that if you put, um, I don't know if there really exists something quite like this today, but in those days, if you, uh, they would put like a, some kind of sticky substance on their cheeks that when they pulled it off, uh, it uh, caused the cheeks to naturally become red and stay red for a while. And he says that's also severe. So you're not even applying a color. You're just creating a natural color through doing that. That would also be severe. I'm not sure if there's any application. You can let me know if, uh, if there is anything like that. Um, the Rav Shlomo Zalman Arbach writes, and this is just to continue with what we were saying about shoe polish, is that applying clear lipstick would be the same thing. Likewise, um, using clear nail gloss to make your nails shinier, um, or using any kind of face cream or foundation, which really doesn't add a color to your face, but it just accentuates the natural color, is also severe, as we were saying before. Anything that takes, takes the color, whatever it is, and makes that color brighter, clearer, smoother, uh, and it just it, 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 it um, enhances that color, is included in the Isser of Tzvei. And that would be why it would be prohibited to put on clear nail polish as much as it's also to put on a color nail polish. They're both the same. They would fall under the same problem of Tzvei, and that's why you can't use any kind of foundation or anything else as well, even though it's not adding a color, but it's enhancing the natural color. The Shulchan Aruch, in a different place, discusses when you eat, uh, for you to eat cherries, uh, or anything else that would cause your lips to turn red from the food, uh, like a red ice pop or something. Uh, so it, he, there he says it's permitted as long as, you know, you're not intentionally doing that to make your lips red. So as long as it's not your actual intention, it is permitted because it's considered not a derech tseveh, it's not a normal way to, uh, to, to redden your lips. Um, but he does say, the Shulchan Aruch brings him a chleikis, if your hands are red because you ate cherries, you know, so you have juice on them, red juice on them, you should not wipe them on a cloth or a towel that's white, uh, and then thereby you'd make it red. So even though essentially you're dirtying the towel, Shulchan Aruch says it's asr, you can't do that. Um, a, ta- a napkin, I imagine, would be mutter because you throw it away, but a towel, he says, would be prohibited. But uh, the Mishabura says that there are those that disagree because it's derech lechloch, you are just making it dirty, so that's not called uh, that's not called dying, and therefore he says if necessary you can be lenient. So it's just an interesting machlekes. In a case where you're dying, and by dying essentially you're dirtying the thing, but nonetheless you're dying it, Shulchan Aruch says it's a problem, Mishabura says you could be lenient if necessary. This comes up I'll tell you where it comes up. It comes up when there is a spill on a tablecloth. And by wiping up the spill, you're going to spread it. So if you have wine spread on a tablecloth and it's just made this puddle and you want to just wipe it up quickly, you're going to end up spreading it. So that, and Mr. Brewer discusses, that's going to be this problem. Essentially, you're making it dirty, but you're also dying the tablecloth. So that's what, where the, the Shulchan Aruch would be machmir. 
Um, one thing that contemporary Paiskim discuss and has become quite a popular issue these days is uh, using powdered makeup, which doesn't stick very well and doesn't last very long, the color as well. So let's say, for example, you were to take your blush and you crumbled it before Shabbos because you can't crumble it on Shabbos. It's a question of teiching. So you crumbled it before Shabbos. You know, you used a brush to, to, to make a powder. And then on Shabbos, you were to ap- apply that powder to your cheeks. So Rav Moshe Feinstein holds that that's allowed. And the reason why he holds that's allowed is because it does not last very long. It's very, very temporary. It's just powder. It doesn't, blush does not last long at all, much less uh, than lipstick. So therefore, he says... Um, that it's uh, that it's allowed, and there's no memoreach, there's no problem with smoothing because it's powder. Rav Shlomo disagreed, and he said it's also, and his rationale, which is not a bad argument, essentially, is that how are we to know how long is long and how short is short? There's an isra deraisa if it's permanent. There's an isra derabanan if it is not permanent. So then, how do you know where to draw the line when we say, okay, this is so short that it's not even like in that category? He says, we have no way of knowing that. So therefore, he prohibits it. Nonetheless, Rabbi Shafayin does allow it. My, my uh, father-in-law, Rabbi, Rabbi Bess, should be well, he said, he heard from Rabbi Guzman, uh, Zatzal, that he was lenient if you did that. In other words, you powdered the blush before Shabbos, and then you applied it with a shino. You did it a strange way, which is like you used, used the back of your hand to put it on your cheek. So he kind of combined the two heterim with uh, Moshe's argument, and if you did it in a shino, he allowed it. So uh, there is leniency here. I don't personally recommend it, unless it's a, I mean, being that it's a machlekis, unless it's a shasat chak, which often there are situations that are shasat chak. For example, if, a, if someone has a leil tefillah, uh, so they don't have any makeup on, and then they have a simcha that they have to go to, that would be an example of a shasat chak, where you can be lenient. Um, recently, you can, if you're not aware of this, you can check online for Shabbos makeup, and there's been a, a couple of brands that produced a line of Shabbos makeup, and for largely they adhere to this principle. They're all powders, they don't last very long. I think they made it specifically in a way that it doesn't last, it doesn't stick that well. Um, that's their claim. And they have makeup, powder makeup for lips, uh, blush, foundation, eyeliner, all in powder form and all that don't last very long. And the accompanying letter signed by a Rebbe Fischelis, um, says that they have to be in powder form. You should use their um, accompanying brush and it has to be applied to clean and dry lips. And he says that it, uh, he specifies that it does rely on Ramosha Feinstein's hatter. So again, I, I don't suggest that we typically uh, rely on this, but if there is a Shasat Chak, like I said, there is something to rely on and you definitely could look in to purchasing these brands of, uh, of makeup provided that they have a Haskama from a Rav that they do meet the qualifications of Ramosha Feinstein.